clinking coins and shivering scales fill the registry and stamp the sold sales on this week's mercantile meeting of dead men roll no crits this be your fishmonger gm patrick here and joining me this week is not the four regular cronies and crew of the tide breaker but just one of them in the form of your favorite pirate sneak Alaris, played by the one and only Rebecca. Welcome back, Rebecca. Hello. It's a little lonely. Just it, all no, alone it feels again. it feels just right getting rid of those three three other knuckleheads. <laughs> um, just the two of us. What um, we we've done this once before, and we'll be doing it over the next couple of weeks with all the players doing a little one on one storytelling adventure. This one in preparation for the free captain's regatta. So yeah, just wanted to touch base with everyone and, and get get us kind of all prepared for what is going to happen, and that's what this episode is. Mm-hmm. Right. So this week's episode starts the day after you guys had raided the Jasper Leaf Apothecary, so you had a full night's rest, and you're you now have access to the the manor itself. If you want to go back there and you know, put your feet up. <laughs> it is a finder's keepers kind of situation. No cats to attack me anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can bring them back there if you want, I guess. They, that's where their litter box is. <laughs> but um, uh, you also have a, a good amount of, of gold. And one thing we're going to be talking about is getting ready for the regatta. You know, what you and the other players are going to be purchasing. So before the race begins... You guys have downtime in Port Peril, some time to, you know, upgrade weapons and armor and, and resupply, do whatever you need to do there. So we, we do find Alaris walking through the kind of mercantile district of the City of Pirates. And it being only a day after this huge beatdown drag out fight, all your wounds have magically healed for the most part between Sendara and, and Kendosu healing you guys up. But I, I gotta imagine that doesn't get rid of aches and pains. I think those might. I don't know if magic works like ibuprofen. Um, so yeah, there might still be some bruises and things, but for the most part, you're still you're able to walk around. You know, feeling feeling fine, but still feeling like you've been in a tussle. Well, not only that, but I think she's probably feeling a little down on herself as well, right? Like, I mean, the. <laughs> heist into or whatever we would call that uh sneaking into the apothecary was not a successful endeavor for alaris from the very beginning while it went well for everyone else she kind of you know blew it from the start (laughs) so uh, i think i think it was a bit of a blow to her ego and then to go down in an alleyway it's just you know a lot of embarrassment um she was she was feeling pretty good about you know how far she had come she was you know breaking bells and stuff and now she's dying in an alleyway it's it's not a good look so i think i think it's a bit of a bluff for her probably best though that you were the one locked out though <laughs> compared to to other people who knows i mean would honto have had another recourse to get inside you might have been just waiting in an alleyway um but yeah yeah um is there anything you think alaris would be doing with some downtime like maybe the better part of a week or so um not necessarily by yourself, but doing whatever you want. I do think that she would, you know, take some time while she's in a some sort of civilization to pay homage to her deity, which is uh, Desna, especially given 
the lack of good luck in the last couple of days that she's experienced, I think that she might feel some need to um, pay her respects. You know, we, we had a whole celebration for Besmara. I feel like maybe Desna was feeling a little left out. Maybe it'll give her some luck and anything to improve our chances in the regatta at this point. Yeah, yeah. All the, all the main gods have, at the very least, shrines here in Port Peril. Some have churches, though they're they're not the the large affairs that you would find in in cities like Magnamar. They are, you know, usually converted manors where instead of furniture there's just pews and maybe they've they've coupled together some stained glass and things to, to replace in some windows. So you can you can easily do that. That's not a lot of downtime though, besides shopping any anything else you want to do. I mean this is a, a city full of piratey sorts right um could she chat up some people in the tavern perhaps and see if she can get some information about other people who might be competing in the regatta and maybe at the same time potentially name drop her uncle a couple of times see if anybody happens to know him we could talk about past regattas and like try and find out who is returning why don't you make me a, a pirate lore or diplomacy check for what it's worth, I have Streetwise, if that is applicable here. And you, yeah, you can use that in place of diplomacy. Yeah, so, so right. society instead of diplomacy. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's a two on the die for a 16. I mean, it's a very short episode if you want to re-roll it. Sure, I'll re-roll that. Natural, oh, that's much better. Natural. That's a natural oh, no. 20. Oh, you find out so many things, so many things. Yeah, I think you get a good sense of... A number of ships. Maybe you've not met the captains of them before. And do I have a list? Yeah, the <laughs> the I think Stormrunner was one of the names of the ship. Uh, the Skullduggery was another one. And it's not too long before you hear the scuttlebutt that indeed a a, a very afeard ship called the Wormwood is going to be racing this year. The former captain of yours Barnabas Harrigan is going to be putting in with his his main ship well we gotta beat them at the very <laughs> least yeah uh right so spend some time doing that I think if you're maybe hopping around bar to bar seeing who you can find and having some some snacks and foods in the middle um you get the sense as you're walking down one of the, the wider avenues of, of vice and graft here in the city that a, a pair of eyes are on you. Can you make me a perception check? See if you can spot if someone is indeed looking, looking for you. Oh my goodness, Rebecca, Another natural stop. 20. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the DC is 18 because their stealth DC for Owlbear Heartshorn is only plus, plus eight. So <laughs> uh, you see him trying to slink behind a, a street vendor you know, hiding behind a market stall and his broad shoulders peeking out on either side of a display with colorful spools of fabric. And with that role, you also see beneath him, maybe hiding behind his pant legs, Scrimshaw Jack! They're they're following you about, you know, like 10 or 12 uh, five-foot squares behind. I guess that's another way. Say, say 60 feet. <laughs> 50, 60 feet. Can I kind of uh, prank him and, yeah, you know, take a ridiculous route and make them climb over walls for me and things like that. 
just laugh think, the whole time. I think they might get stymied pretty easily, but would you want to, <laughs> you want to try a double back on them and, and see what's up or? Uh, you want, yeah, you yeah. You can also just loot them. I'm, I'm sure with your roles tonight. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll play around with them a little bit just for Alaris's, you know. Uh, again, she's feeling a little down on herself. Anything to make herself feel like, okay, I've still got it. I've still got it. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, eventually she would, um, you know, approach them, maybe sneak up on them. Mm-hmm. Lose well, them and me, then sneak up. Give me a stealth check. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, yes. The, <laughs> the, the, the dice has only got a couple numbers on it tonight. A natural one. And uh, unfortunately... Uh, Owlbear sees you. He, you've been training him well, apparently, because as soon as you're about to uh, like tap him on the shoulder, he wheels around and says, "Ah, not so, not so easy. Uh, did did you knew we was following you, Missus? I would say I did. Uh, I I just wanted to make sure you were safe as all. Oh, me and Scrumchall can return to the ship, and if you prefer, safe from what exactly? It's a dangerous port and. People know uh, your officer on the the Tidebreaker, and it's uh, it, it, it's a ship that's that's had a lot of good fortune recently. So, you know, there might be some trying to take what's yours. You know, Owlbear, I appreciate it. I appreciate you looking out for me. Um, it's hard for me to admit this, but I've had a bit of trouble in these streets. So, I'm glad to have another set of eyes, or four in this case, uh, yeah, looking and, out for me. And all I miss is I can help you do a jig as we go along. And if you're doing some shopping, I can aggle them down with the best of them. These crooks will try to get an arm and a leg out ya. Maybe you can sharpen up my, my curve blade while you're at it. Oh, I think I can do that. <laughs> it's like it's like whittling a, uh, a stone. But, I mean, it's basically the same thing, right? But it's a metal stone. <laughs> it's the opposite of scrimshaw. What's the, 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 the sharpening scraw? Um... Yeah, as you continue on with, with your day with a couple of bodies in tow, uh, you hear a familiar voice call out from behind you maybe as you step into another watering hole uh, who says, uh, well, as, as I live and breathe, Tidebreaker crew here back in Port Peril, now on the move. Uh, when I last saw you all, you were throwing punches and dodging bottles in the Riptide Alehouse. Of course, is none other than dashing ne'er-do-well Pierce Jarrell, who's tussled hair always seems to be catching the wind there's always a breeze that's just like flitting it back and forth over his does he have an eye patch that seems like something he has i think so yes sounds right he, yeah he is there maybe some of his crew have come in to the bar behind you as well and he says ah lady alaris you ran out of that establishment too fast i wish to speak with you further may pap you have time now for uh, a beverage and mozzarella sticks at, at this establishment. I was hoping we would meet again very soon. I'm glad that we have. It is my treat. And he'll, he does not snap his fingers because that is probably the most gauche thing you can do. But I think he does like the clap clap to try and get some service. In a polite way, right? It's, it's golf clap. It's yes. golf clap territory. Um, may I be so bold as to conjecture that you and yours are getting ready for the regatta? Where did you hear something like that? Well, I've I've not heard, but uh, your good fortunes since gaining the the letters of Mark and, and Cassius becoming a free captain, while well, we've all just assumed that with the, the race opening up this year, you we would see the tidebreaker as as a part of the participants. 
Though, have you indeed managed to find Backer? Scrounge up the coin? I'm happy to say that we have, actually. Tessa Fairwind is our sponsor in the regatta. Well, that is fine news indeed. My men and I have been raiding spice shipments in, in Ramadoom waters for weeks now, and I'm excited to say the Salty Flagon as well will be racing once more. Our third try for for the belt. Third time is the charm, as they say. And since I've been beat by that druid twice, that man from Drenchport, and, and he's no longer in the running, then I feel quite good about my chances. Though if you are running as well, it is still anyone's game. Yeah, you'd better watch your back. We're coming for you. Oh, you don't need to tell me. I've, I've heard in many a port I've put into into the shackles, other tales of your your daring do. Apparently you broke a bell at some point. I did, and, <laughs> and a rope. Murdered a ghost. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else you, I, I probably, I don't think you guys have been putting out there the tales of your um, spy catching too much, but before that, uh, lots of stories to, to tell. Um, yeah, we'll skip over the ones where, you know, Alaris almost drowned, for instance. Not quite as, you know, sexy a tale, but. Uh, he, uh, well, you know, as you're talking, maybe change the subject a few times, but come back to the race and, uh, eventually seems a little sheepish, little, um, perhaps, uh, like he's stirring up the courage to, to tell you something as he, he downs a drink quite quickly. He says, I, I must confess when we last met, I, I mentioned I sailed alongside your uncle Olivier, Captain Olivier, but I fear I omitted something from my tale, perhaps out of shame, perhaps out of a, a sense of greater shame, a word that means greater than shame. I can't help you. <laughs> escapes me. <laughs> Leaving out the story, uh, uh, vital pieces of information. And what would those be? We can't be keeping secrets from each other. Well, it is indeed one of the things I do not like to, to tell a tale of, of my own failing, for it was during the most dangerous part of the race, sailing alongside the squalls with the gale force winds in our in our sails that was threatening to topple us over. Visibility was quite low and a great calamity overcame my ship. Um, Rebecca, why don't you roll me two D20s? This is the, the random calamities that were <laughs> happening to his ship and hopefully you don't roll like two ones because a two and an okay. 11 yes it was a violent swell that raged against his ship and it made it so all the deck crew had to make a reflex save or fall prone immediately after uh, they were washed aside by a wave and many of the ones that had fell were knocked into the sea during one of the more dangerous parts of the the race. Uh, a, a great tidal wave came rolling in upon our starboard side and it buffeted my ship and I got knocked down and had the senses knocked out of me. And when I was able to get to my feet and get back to the wheel, some of the crew had, had fallen overboard and the rudder seemed like it was, it was, it was stuck or broken. Perhaps we had hit a shoal. We were listing northernly towards the eye, towards greater calamity. My men trying to secure the lines, those that had not been thrown overboard, and uh, I I could hear my sails beginning to tear under the tension, and that is when it happened. 
I heard a trumpet's call that pierced the storm's roar, and I saw your uncle's purple and green colors atop of his tall ship, piercing the stormy veil. They secured lines to our ship and helped recover our crew, and we uh, were able to get anchored for a while as my engineers sorted things out, all because your your uncle stopped the race and, and helped them. He said nothing of this, just asked on me and my crew, made sure my officers were 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 okay. He cut us loose, and when we were able to sail upright, and he continued on, but didn't even get a chance to thank him. That was a, a race a, a few years back, and I found out after. He had failed to overtake the Master of Gales by only a few minutes. He sailed off defeated after that, but it wasn't because of, of lack of failing on his part. It was because of me because he took pity on the salty flagon, and I was not even able to repay him for that kindness. But if it weren't for him, many of my men, perhaps all of them and myself, may have perished. So I am indeed ashamed to say that, well, if he he hadn't, he might have won that race, and who knows, maybe he'd still be here today with us. For I I heard, indeed, his ship was destroyed, sailing out west to, to, to an island. So I wanted to apologize as you were the closest kin that he had. But I could not bring this up for shame when we first met. Shame is not what you should feel. This was this was not your fault. His his disappearance was not your fault. I I do blame the Master of Gales somewhat. He is a fine sailor, but he does not give an inch. But I still feel like I owe him a great debt of thanks, since, as I said... He perished before I was able to say it to him. So each time I drink, in addition to those of my crew who I've lost in years past, those who no longer sail with us, I pour an additional one out for him to drink alongside Caden Kalian. Uh, he's he's lined up like a whole bunch of drinks in front of him. He's like, shall, shall we drink now to their name? Drink to them. Drink to them all, those who cannot sail with us. Always. My uncle was a good man. He, he deserves all the drinks. Uh, right. So, I mean, you guys can continue drinking and, and after a while though, he does try to sober himself up after getting that off his chest and he feels a good deal more relaxed, but he'll, he'll have some bread and and slap his stubbly cheeks and, and, uh, screw up some more courage to say, well, are, are you in town until the race? Are, are you, are you planning on staying for a few days? Yes. We'll be here preparing, uh, gearing up getting the ship ready as ready as we can for the for the regatta before sailing out uh, i would love to spend some more time with you if you would permit it perhaps treat you to dinner one of these nights something fine that we could have uh the the, the greatest bounty of the sea or perhaps some some turf <laughs> along with the surf <laughs> in addition to mozzarella sticks the delicacy <laughs> of port barrel are you going to TGI Fridays? Um, How do you do you know? <laughs> I think it's uh, you're oh it's so close. Uh, uh, thank the gods, it's pirates. TGIP. <laughs> um, I think Alaris would uh, take this moment. I mean, she's got a few drinks in her at this at this point. Um, and you know, this wall has broken down between the two of them, and uh, she would gingerly put her hand on his across the table look deep into his eyes and say I would love to spend some more time with you as much time as possible while we're still here obviously in the middle of this romance and drama Scrimshaw Jack comes up to you and says can I get you another drink my lady 
How about you, sir? Yes, Grimshaw Jack. One for each of us. <laughs> um, yeah. I think if you spend some more time with him, he will. I mean, you can. I mean, it is totally up to you, but he will give you more information, maybe some more examples of his time in the regatta in years past. He will give it freely and some of the, the hazards that he and his ship has, has undergone, as well as maybe he's like sailed past some ships that hasn't made it. You know, all kinds of terrible things from, from leaks to cargo smashing people on the deck that wasn't secured, uh, sails tearing to, to some of the, the really bad ones, like a mast becoming broken or something along those lines. And in the in the form of play, there there are some terrible things that can happen and probably will happen to your ship. But you have earned implying this information out of him uh, a single reroll. That it will be a D one hundred for for these hazards, and and sometimes you can force a reroll on one of them. So that is the maybe the example of foresight in going into this, having not done it before, but being able to talk to. Not only him, I guess you, you you can talk to some other pirates who have survived the regatta here in, in Port Peril. But the race itself and perhaps more of the the romantic interludes between you and Pierce Terrell, that is something we're not going to bother with here or bore the other cast members are as we're going to speed on to the race after these these single episodes. And all that is a tale for another time here on Dead Men Roll Crits. Awesome. I, I, I thought this was going to be a much longer episode, but this is a, a brief brief interlude for Alaris. I'm so, glad to get a date with a Backstreet Boy. It's like a childhood dream come true. Yes, yes, yes. And just just know, as the, the closer you grow to him, the more likely any character is to die in this game. I think that's just the rules of RPGs. <laughs> Don't make don't make very good friends as soon as you open up to your fellow player it's like hey, and they've rolled two ones on on not dying checks um well i was before you you know went into that whole spiel i was going to say like in going to dinner with him i feel like alaris would take this opportunity while she definitely wants to genuinely spend time with this guy because you know he's mm-hmm attractive and nice and cool and knew her uncle like you know they have a lot in common they have things to talk about mm. but also i i feel like she would recognize the opportunity at hand right and you know i think she has a lot of practice especially growing up with her uncle around uh in getting pirates to uh tell her their stories you know uh-huh. and, and get that I- out of them I will warn that while your your uncle was a good Samaritan, that many of the the crews that are, are putting in, including the Wormwood, will, <laughs> if your ship was on fire, they would not stop to spit on you. So, <laughs> uh, It's telling, I guess, that this incident with Olivier stopping in the middle of a race was notable, mm-hmm. right? Like that that's highly unusual for mm-hmm. this kind of um, a, a race and this kind of people who are participating so so just remember when we get to some of the hazards of the race and there will be i mean it could be a multiple episodes where you have to roll these uh you can have one re-roll and on this d100 scale lower is definitely better like you don't want to roll high on this uh but that is going to do it um and that is 
we'll, we'll at the end of this week we're going to have the the tidebreaker entire crew back together and traveling north to the start of the race um but yeah next week we are continuing on with more preparations another one-on-one story um that's that's going to do it for us though um thank you patreon subscribers or freebie captains everyone listening to this and if you like these episodes we can do them i i kind of meant to do more in in book two but we'll we'll have them intermittently when the it makes sense for the story uh rebecca thanks for playing with me thank you patrick just look at these dice rolls two twenty twenty and one <laughs> Jeez, Louise, it's so scary uh we'll we'll uh, catch you next time on dead men roll no crits Arr.